Hey, everybody, Bill here with Focus Lab. Another great episode of The Debrief. I just finished speaking with Rob Jonas. He's the CEO of Luminate. Rob came on as the CEO of Luminate, which had been through multiple mergers and acquisitions. We talk about what he would tell anybody going through a rebranding project is the number one most important thing to think about and everything in between. Rob, hello. How are you? Hi, Bill. All good. Thanks for uh, inviting me on today. Yeah, of course. Happy Friday. We're not supposed to like date stamp these things. Who knows if it will launch on a Friday, but it is Friday and it's worth celebrating. Happy Friday, sir. Happy Friday to you. <laughs> Quickly, before we jump in, I'll just do a quick reminder uh, for all of us watching, listening, etc. what the goal of the conversation is. The goal of these conversations is to highlight what it's actually like to go through a rebrand. I think it's easy for us as an agency to always talk about our perspectives and try to share to the best of our ability, the perspectives of our clients, customers, et cetera. But what better than to actually hear from them in person about what they've experienced. Uh, and then thankfully we have the context of, well, we did it together. Uh, Focus Lab worked with you and Luminate team to go through a rebrand so we can now talk about it. But first, can you quickly um, tell the people who you are and what you do? Yeah, happy to. So my name is Rob Jonas. I'm the CEO of uh, what is now Luminate. We are a entertainment data and analytics platform. So we operate at the intersection of this phenomenal growth that the entertainment economy is going through, but at the same time, helping make sense of the, the massive disruption that's happening to the music, TV and film industry today, uh, providing them with answers and data and helping them navigate this complex new world they're all living in. Interesting and complicated. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of the short and sweet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. So I have, a, I'm going to lead us out with a little bit of a fun fact. I went digging this morning in prep uh, mm -hmm. for the call. And on July 27th of 21, so July 27th uh, mm -hmm. of last year, that's when you reached out. Uh, that was the first email. I was curious this morning, yeah. how long ago was it that we like started this journey? Mm -hmm. uh, David, mm -hmm. our friend, David Hertog had introduced uh, us together. And that was the beginning of our rebrand journey. Exactly right. And actually, it's interesting because that was very soon after I joined um, uh, the company that was at the time named PMRC Data. And mm -hmm. uh, I know we're going to talk about some of the reasons around sort of why this project in a moment. But, you know, that was really within the first couple of weeks of joining the company. Like, that's how important this project to me was right from the get go kind of coming into this business. Yeah, you're right. And I had that queued up, actually, because I'm curious of what that was like coming into the organization, taking the CEO role and then saying we need to actually think about brand and going through that process. So we're more than a year, I guess, to come back to that day. We're more than a year past. So this will be a good chat. We haven't uh, spoken personally together since then. Uh, so we'll get to talk about how the brand is performing and all those things. But first, uh, I like to lead with pre-projects questions. So the first question is coming into that organization, new CEO. How did you know that it was time to rebrand? Yeah, I think um, that really goes back to sort of the discussions I went through coming up to joining the company. Um, so the company has a really interesting history. Uh, it was originally structured as a joint venture between two well-established large companies in the entertainment space. And the name and the brand at the time really reflected the fact that these companies came together and formed this JV. The name itself reflects the two names of the, the two companies that created this JV. Um, and even very, very early on, it was pretty clear there was a, 
probably a lack of coherence, lack of understanding around what this brand and what this name really meant. Um, mm. And even doing my research before joining the company, people were sort of questioning, you know, who the company was, what the different companies were within this, this JV that had been created and a sort of a, a little bit of a lack of coherence around what it was trying to do and what it stood for. Um, so it was top of mind really, even before I came on board. Yeah, I love that. There's, um, I've been trying to come up with these like statements that I think tell the true story of what brand is. And one of the recent ones I've been using is um, organizations, they don't buy a rebrand, they buy organizational clarity, right? That's what they're mm -hmm. ultimately trying to achieve with that. It sounds like you fell right into that camp. Y'all needed yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And, and we had, you know, we had three different companies that came together to form one company. All of them brought their own brand names, their identities, their history, mm -hmm. their heritage. And in some cases, some of these brands went back 20 or 30 years. You know, part of the company came from, from Nielsen. It was a Nielsen music business. And there are storied names within that, that business around things like SoundScan, which really go back to the, the 80s and 90s. Um, so we had a lot of kind of complexity to manage through and kind of bringing some coherence to these things. Yeah. Um, not easy, but interesting and fun. I think so. Anyway, so I'll speak for myself. Fun when you get <laughs> to the end anyways, right? And everything's like, ah, we got there. Um, so we hit on the taking over as CEO and you kind of hit on the next question already, which was, what was the main pain point? I'm assuming mm -hmm. that that was the pain point, trying to get everybody in line on what's our purpose, what's our mission. I think we even supported you on coming up with core values, unified core values. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I think a lot of this, this architecture, this brand architecture piece was, was fundamentally missing for, for, you know, fairly obvious reasons with three companies being, being combined together. Um, I mean, I think there was even some more unique complexity around the fact the company was called at the time PMRC Data. And, and PMRC, for anybody in the music industry, they understand that even that's got a very specific and, and interesting mm. meaning, which was PMRC was the Parents Music Resource Center created in the 80s to put the explicit advisory lyric stickers on CDs. So there was even that confusion around, well, does this have anything to do with, with, with that um, body from the 80s or not, which, of course, it doesn't. But there was just so much complexity around the, the naming and the architecture that we had to get clear um, and, uh, and support our objectives going forward. Yeah, so you hit on, on naming, which was then there had to be a new name. Um, I couldn't recall, actually, so I'll ask you now in the moment, what, were we able to connect you to Lexicon? Is that how that, I don't know, how did you even get in touch with them? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, our first conversation with you guys, you know, we we're obviously talking about the fact that we had to do this, this massive branding project. Um, and of course, we had to, to come up with a new name for the business as well. Um, and you're quite right. You connected us with the, with the team at Lexicon, and we had to run right. those projects in, in parallel for most part, and then a little bit of serial activity as well. But that was, you're exactly right. That was a, uh, a big project before we could even get into working in depth with you guys. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to help you in that way. Shout out to the, the Lexicon team. Awesome group over there. Yeah, and then there's that running in parallel effect, which is... We're working through strategy. We're trying to think through the position and the architecture, but we don't have a name yet. And not everything hinges on the name, of course, but it sure helps when you have some sense of a name because then what you want to do is start building story off of that, et cetera. So yeah. final, final question in the pre-project section, which was, mm. all right, so you know you, you're coming in. You know you need to do this. What were your weighing factors in trying to find the right brand agency? Yeah, I think, um, you know, again, uh, we thought our business was 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 complex and unique, um, which I think most businesses do. Um, you, you know, we're 
we're not a media business. We're not a pure SaaS technology business. You know, we're, we're a data company. So we needed somebody who could really understand that what we do is a little bit different from everything else and not just put a, a, a pattern on top of us and, and use that to kind of build the, the brand and the identity. Um, so that was really important. I think as well, you know, speed and agility were really, really important. We, we yeah. came into this project with a, with a very ambitious deadline. I think when I looked back and looked at the, the timeline this morning a little bit, you know, our kickoff meeting was in mid-November and we always had a very clear intention to um, announce this brand at the South by Southwest event in, in mid-March the following year, which put us on an incredibly tight timeline for a branding project, let alone a naming and branding project. So, um, finding someone who was willing to work with us on this really ambitious timeline was really important. Um, and I think the third thing as well is really important is, you know, we really wanted a partner who is enthusiastic for our mission and our business. You know, we're a, mm. we're a technology company, but we're focused on, on the music and the entertainment space, which is this fascinating, creative, diverse, eclectic industry, which is, as we talked about, going through this, this period of massive growth and transformation you know, from the very beginning, meeting with your team, you know, there's guitars hanging on the wall at the, on the back of the uh, rooms. And, you know, there, were, there, yeah. were, there was passion and enthusiasm for the business. Like we just felt this, this really um, visceral connection between your team and what we're trying to do. Um, and I think, you know, in terms of what that did in terms of aligning with our, what we were looking for in a partner is we wanted to make sure we had somebody who was, was really bought into what we were trying to do. Um, and, and that was a kind of a key criteria for us as well. Great. Happy to hear it. Um, there are a lot of guitars hanging in the background of many of the team members' uh, offices. Funny enough, I've started playing recently with my son now as he's on his guitar journey. And I'm in the conundrum of like, am I going to be the guitar on the wall person? I don't know. I'm not there yet. Um, I don't think you can fight it. I think it's going to happen. <laughs> it's inevitable. Uh, one thing I do want to touch on, though, is is speed, right? And I, mm -hmm. in, and I know you're not trying to do this and I'll, and I'll add some uh, other clarity here. I wouldn't even say that we are generally a speedy shop, but mm -hmm. efficiency, how can we have a yeah. process that can get us going back and forth and we can achieve a lot and what still might feel like a long timeline to 12 to however many weeks, right? It's still months and months mm -hmm. of work, but in a way that we're continuing to chip away and making significant progress. I want to give you a high five in this comment, which is that takes both parties to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. It's easy for us now, 12 years in to follow our process and to know what we need to achieve every week and send stuff out. It's not always yeah. easy then for an organization who doesn't go through rebrands every three months to say, okay, we need to meet, we need to discuss, we need to organize our feedback. We need to ship it to them and follow this ping pong. Um, so yeah. you were instrumental in that process as well. Um, so I wanted to mention yeah. that. Yeah, thank you. And I would say as well, look, the, the process that, that Focus Labs run, you know, was a new one for us. So, you know, the distributed nature of your team just works very, very well. It worked very well for us, especially seeing as a lot of our team were very distributed at the time. Um, but the, you're right, it's efficiency versus speed. It's really saying mm -hmm. that we should expect these deliverables to happen at this certain time. And this is what is expected from us as the clients in order to allow that process to continue to work. Um, the focus team were very, very clear in, in explaining it up front. And as soon as we understood that and recognized that was going to be helpful for us in terms of reaching our deadlines, it allowed us to kind of really lean in and engage on that. And I think which in a way that was really effective for us. Yeah. You know, I empathize, um, with all clients and customers because it is not easy though, 
right? Because it feels, it can feel like there's this constant push. Imagine you're building a house and the architect or the builders are like, we need you to pick the tile by the next Tuesday. We need you to pick the wall paint. And you're like, God, God, these are big decisions. And I really, natural tendency is to slow down, think, deliberate, maybe procrastinate, et cetera. But then you've got the other force saying, we don't have time for that. There's a, there's a timeline and a deadline looming out there. We got to make decisions, but not be forced as well. And man, what a delicate balance that is. And I agree. And I, and I think as well that the timeline does help. I mean, I think one of the interesting challenges on this project was, you know, some things are very uh, data-driven. Some decisions can be made using, using data and, and inputs from our team and from your team. Some decisions are very emotional. And when you move to a consensus-driven yeah. model, if you don't have like a, a timeline and a, and, a, and a deadline around that, these decisions could go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, so just having that, that construct in place was very helpful for us in terms of managing our own process as well. Yeah. And as a final point on that, quite honestly, because this is what the value of these calls are, is like sometimes it's actually really hard for certain clients, right? That construct and that those rails actually feel really limiting and like they're getting crushed under the weight of that decision making. Mm -hmm. But it can, because it is so emotional and then data-driven and then emotional again and subjective and objective and all these things. But yeah, that's the rebrand journey. Uh, all right. So, so then we get into the project. So you do your renaming with Lexicon. Awesome mm -hmm. team. Uh, we start working through the strategy and now we're in the project. Mm -hmm. So what would you say was the most challenging aspect of the project for you navigating that? Yeah. I mean, we touched on a few of these already. I think one perhaps we didn't touch on was even before we kicked off the project, we did have to do some work to convince everybody why this was so important. So again, going back to, you know, how quickly we kicked this project off with me coming on board, you know, speaking to the team, speaking to the existing management team, speaking to the board and saying, you know, within, within the first 30 days, why this is so important. So there was a level of, of uh, education and convincing around why this was going to be sort of one of the three or four sort of key projects we invest in for the first six months of, of, my tenure in this role. Um, so that was, you know, challenging, but we got through that. Um, we touched on timeline, you know, we, we came with a very aggressive timeline. Um, I think mm -hmm. the, the feedback from your team was that's a very aggressive timeline, but you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we can do and, uh, you know, we'll get to it eventually, but we were able to, to mostly meet that running naming in parallel was, was a challenge. You know, we, mm -hmm. we had to kick off a lot of the strategy work with, with your team. And, you know, we haven't discussed this, uh, certainly internally at Luminate, but, you know, we ran for a period of time with a very different name for the business before we finally settled on Luminate. And, and that was an interesting and challenging part for your team where, you know, several weeks into the project, we kind of had to take a, a direction change. Um, yeah. And that did affect the timeline and it did affect the process to a certain extent. But that was a very um, tough part of the project um, to make that change and, and go back and revisit some of the things we'd already worked on. Operationally, at the same time as working on this project, we were also building our own team internally. You know, when we started this project, it was me and one person in our marketing organization. We've now supplemented that and we supplemented that throughout the project with more team members coming on board, including David Simon, who joined us mid-flow on the project to, to run the whole marketing organization. Um, so there were just a lot of moving pieces, you know, aside from the the complexity of working through the strategy work and getting into the design phase, there were just many, many moving pieces on this project organizationally that we had to, to coordinate at the same time. Yeah. I mean, then those are just some examples, right? And, and I think you're, you're wise to say, 
and this is just the rebrand project, the company still has other things it needs to do, right? The whole thing doesn't come to a halt and then everybody just focuses on rebrand. It's another initiative inside all the other things that are happening. The takeaway Mm -hmm. there, I think for everybody listening is like logistically trying to get the right people in place on both sides of the organization. So Focus Hub obviously has project managers, but it's always valuable even if the client side either has a point person that is detail oriented and good in logistics and planning, or says, I'm not that person, so we need to get that person inside this little little project, mm-hmm. uh, this rebrand that we're doing so that they can run PM. And you both you have PM on both sides because the logistics of that become really hard to navigate. Even with the yeah. best intentions, it's yeah. just so much stuff. Yeah, and, and you guys are really helpful in stressing the need for the project management piece early on. So we did assign somebody within our team, Megan, who was phenomenal working with the, with the Focus Lab team. Um, and that really just helped making sure that we did hit all those deliverable deadlines and, and there was information flow backwards and forwards when it needed to happen. I think yeah. if we hadn't had that in place, there's no way we would have hit this aggressive timeline for sure. Yeah, because it's like, who does it fault? Does it fault to you, Rob? Right? Like, hey, we need these things. Oh, you're like, oh, I was in this other meeting. You know, like everyone has stuff to do, but you need a person dedicated to help move things through the pipe in both directions. Exactly uh, right. That's years of learning on our end to be able to say, hey, we suggest you do this, this, and this, and it's going to help a lot. Yeah. And then at yeah. that point, it allows yeah. you to focus on what we need you to focus on is those final big decisions. Yeah. We're going to go with this strategy. We're going to go with that strategy. What about this versus that? Uh, what was the most surprising is the next question. It looks like you were going to say something. Feel free to, if you if you want. Yeah, I was just going to say the other sort of challenging part of the project was, you know, the upfront work that's done around strategy and positioning and, and words, you know, was incredibly important. I think, you know, a learning for me was, and I'm sure you have this from other clients you're working with as well, everybody wants to get to the visual piece, right? Because that's yes. the, 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 sort of yes. the, the fun, sexy part of the whole project. Just taking a breath and really spending time focusing on the on the the strategy piece and thinking and being very thoughtful and intentional about the words used to describe the business. If we hadn't taken direction on that and really um, focused on that, then I don't think we would have got to as uh, as good an outcome. I think that was that was challenging for for me and some folks on the team who are not used to doing that work up front. Yeah, it's the like okay, now we're going to slow down. It's like no, 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 no. We don't want to slow down. We want to speed up to that thing that we're really eager to get to. I appreciate you saying that it's no different than really great paint on a really crappy house structure, right? Like you have to get the foundation and the frame, right? You take your time to get that right. And then you can really build something substantial. So um, I think that's a fair challenge to call out. And most people do struggle with that. They really want to get to that design phase. And as our company has gotten bigger, that design phase actually pushes further and further out, right? In year two of our business, we probably get into design in week two or three. Because strategy mm-hmm. is either tiny or non-existent. Mm-hmm. As we become more mature as an organization, we understand the point you just made. Strategy becomes longer and more intensive, more valuable, but it pushes that design segment further down the line. Yeah. People are like, when are we going to get to design? Um, <laughs> thankfully, like yourself, a lot of clients trust uh, what, what we know to be true, and they go through that process, and they do see that value, and they find it as well. Yeah. So next question. What was the most, was there anything surprising, unexpected? Yeah, I think, I mean, again, just to reiterate that the time spent on words, uh, that was really, really important. Um, it was a surprise. You know, we had we had many, many rounds discussing very specific word choices, being very intentional about how we, how we really map out things like vision, mission, purpose, values. Um, that was a, a big part of the project that we worked on with your team. 
Um, and it was a surprise just how many cycles we went through that, not in a bad way, just in a really kind of honing down on the words that were very specific. And, you know, unsurprisingly, those words are embedded deeply into the business now after only, you know, around six months of this brand being live. Um, mm -hmm. So just taking time to do that was a really, really paid back its dividends. I think on the on the visual identity piece, which we touched on, I think probably the most surprising part is where we ended up with identity. You know, we have a, a very visually engaging, edgy brand and identity that we've created for, for Luminate, which I think if you'd sat me down at the beginning of the project and said, and shown me the end product and said, this is where you're going to end up, I don't think I would have necessarily thought we were going to get there. And um, I remember very clearly when we got to sort of a very late stage in looking at the, the visual identity recommendations, you know, there were three kind of options presented and there was a, you know, the one we've ended up with, and there were some other ones which were probably a little bit more tech forward, a little bit more SaaS forward, um, perhaps a little less edgy. Um, and I remember very clearly a member of your team turned around after you sort of discussing giving feedback, and they said very clearly, you know, an edgy design always gets safer, but safe always stays safe. And that sort of really mm -hmm. stuck in my mind and allowed us to kind of push through our concerns around this very edgy visual identity and end up where we ended today. So. I think the biggest surprise is just where we ended up with the overall look and feel of the brand and, and, the, and the path we took to get there. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I do think, again, many people get caught in the, the trap. It doesn't, it's no fault to them, but there is this like um, sense of security. Maybe we slide safer on this, mm -hmm. you know, that yeah. because, because safe is safe and it's comfortable as opposed to yeah. leaning in and actually doing very likely what is right by the brand uh, moving forward. Uh, I can't wait to hear who said that. So our team is certainly gonna watch this episode. They're gonna be like, I said that. So props to whatever Focus Hive team yeah. member said that. <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. Um, and you know, as well, I think that goes back to the, the point I made around how your team really connected to what we're trying to do and achieve as a, as a business and sort of the customers we serve. Just really embracing the fact that we do serve these incredibly creative uh, visual uh, parts of the entertainment industry and really marrying that with the identity. Um, I, I don't think if we'd had that, if we hadn't had that connection between our teams around sort of vision and mission for the business, I don't think we would have ended up where we ended up. We would have ended up with a much more sort of sort of tech SaaS forward, simpler yeah. identity, which would not have resonated as much as it has since we've launched in, uh, in March. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and again, happy that, um, you know, how the, how the universal lines paired us together <laughs> to create that marriage. So, uh, finally, in this, in this part of the, um, the recording mm -hmm. here, what was the most rewarding part of the project? Yeah. I mean, in by far it was, it was revealing the identity uh, at South by, which is just a, an incredible event for us. If you think about our business being focused at the intersection of, of music technology, and uh and film and tv or entertainment more broadly you know south by is an incredible canvas for us to 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 lay out this new identity and brand um we did that with a with a, a presentation and talk at south by you know we had um several hundred people in the room to hear sort of insights around the entertainment economy which we were presenting but we did also use it as a as a jumping off point to share the new name and share the new brand. Um, so mm -hmm. the audience didn't know they were coming in to see that as well. That was kind of an added bonus from the oh, session. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and, uh, you know, just thinking back around how our data plays out with this incredibly bold, stunning visual identity on these huge screens at, at South By, um, there was a lot of kind of pride and happiness from the team in terms of how the project played out. And then, of course, 
in the the sort of following sort of hours and uh, and days after the event, we started to get feedback from obviously our own internal team, from the wider industry around just how we'd really nailed it. We'd we'd really excelled in terms of name choice and and how the identity was really really something very special and unique. That single event at South by was a was an incredible start for kind of how things have played out over the last six months, and by far sort of the the biggest reward of the project. Love that, yeah, magic moment right to start with. We. I'm glad you had that. And we really try heavily to make sure that our clients work to embrace that moment. Also plan for that moment, be strategic in that moment. Not just, uh, just updated the website. Didn't really say much and like carry on with business. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, make it a moment. It sounds like you had one. And I know we actually even went focus lab and Luminate team back and forth on the, are you ready? Is there enough time to create the moment you want to create there? And I think we were even suggesting there for a period of time. I think you should actually bypass this event Will the, mm-hmm. will the work be done in the way that it should be done that you, that, that you would want to have that moment? We found a middle ground, both got there, success. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, you're right. I think we often talk about the South by launch as almost like a, a soft launch or a V1.0 launch. We didn't have every single element fully buttoned up and ready to go, but there was enough there that we could use it. And we didn't want to miss that opportunity. Um, yeah. I think we had, you know, very different feedback around, the importance of using an event to launch a, a brand and identity like this. And we just felt that it was, it was too good an opportunity at South by to pass up and really wanted to, to take advantage of that. And it, and it worked out great for us. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that for you all. All right. So there we are. So it's launched South by mm-hmm. big magic moment. And now we get to the uh, post project now. So like I said, mm-hmm. I, what, what was that launch date in and around? What date was that? that uh, South it was, was mid March, mid March of this year. Okay. Yeah. So earlier this year, this goes live. So there is some time behind us to now talk about the Mm -hmm. infamous three letter word ROI Mm -hmm. in brand world is kind of like, Ooh, how do you actually determine true ROI of a brand effort? Yeah. So here we are, we're going to, we're going to work to start answering those questions. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm curious from your perspective now, having seen it out there in the wild and knowing what you wanted to achieve, can you speak to some of the ROI that you are seeing? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, we're also very aware of the fact that it's still a very short number of months since we've launched this. I think we yes. often forget about that as well. Um, I was actually going back and looking at a, at a, at a board deck from our meet, a board meeting in, in late Q2, early Q3. It was that where we kind of were doing the, the, the analysis of the actual brand launch. It was that recent. Um, and I always forget mm-hmm. that when I think about this from an ROI perspective, but some of the things both um, anecdotal and a little bit more, bit more scientific. So number one, you know, we've just had very positive feedback from customers, partners, the wider industry, you know, comments like, you know, you finally got it right. You know, this is incredible. It's so exciting. It's so different. You know, those words that come to us, which are really important validations of all the work that's been done. I think sort of some other areas we've looked at, you know, our business is growing incredibly well this year. Um, you know, it's probably what is growing at a, at a rate, probably two or three times faster than it had in previous years. It's right. not just down to the branding. I'd love to say it is, of but I, I think it's a, yep. an incredibly important part. You know, going back to some of the reasons why we kicked off this project, there was a lack of coherence about who we are, who we were, and what we stood for within the industry. We were able to really draw a line under that with this project and, and really go back out and say, you know, this is us. This is what we're focused on. This is the future. Don't worry about the past. The past is important to us. There's incredible history in the companies that have come together. But this is what we stand for going forward. And that really helped coalesce our customer proposition and really helped us grow in very number of very important ways with new customers, partners, and prospects. So 
the financial impact is there and it will continue to kind of come over the, over the coming months. Um, a couple of other areas. I mean, I think the other one we, we probably didn't talk about a lot in the planning process, but the impact on recruitment and talent acquisition mm. is pretty profound. You know, yeah. again, uh, we're fortunate in that we have incredible talent in the business who wants to join this business because of what we do. You know, technology plus entertainment is incredibly exciting for, for many, many people. But having an incredibly vibrant, visual, and engaging brand and, and the right words around that brand has really helped with, with employer branding and, and bringing on board more talent. Yeah. Um, and that translates into culture as well. You know, again, we had a lack of coherence across different uh, companies within the business that came together. Having a single company and a single, single brand and a name that we could get behind has really helped us kind of continue with engagement and, and team happiness. Um, and there's a lot more to come on that as well. Um, yeah. But those are the kind of main areas that have jumped out over the last six months. And, and I think we'll see all of those continue to improve as we go forward as well. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. You're spot on with this idea that like, it, there's only been a little bit of time. Like yeah. what happens at year two, what happens at year five, when all of the things you've just mentioned are compounding and you're getting an exponential effect on that allows us to get people bought in, they make the culture better, which allows us to get more people bought in, which makes the culture, you know, it's all these compounding effects that happen. Um, so awesome. Thanks for sharing that beginning of the journey. Uh, I'll certainly be following along and we'll watch that growth. So uh, I guess in line with this question, and I don't know if maybe you've answered it, but let's ask it anyways. Um, mm -hmm. Has the new brand in any capacity, visuals, purpose, allowed you to do something that you couldn't do before? We touched on this a little bit, but again, we had we had several companies come together in this business, as it was known under the PEMRC uh, data brand. I think what it's allowed us to do, and, and we're still working on this, one of the, we're still working on finalizing, bringing one of those brands into the Luminate uh, brand architecture, actually in October, that's the final business that will come in and, and we'll, we'll clarify that. But I think it's allowed us to create that that coherence in the marketplace that stitches together both what we're, what we're intending to do as a business, but also the different businesses that come together under that umbrella. So today, um, or certainly a few months ago even, we still had the industry thinking about our music business, which was very clearly associated with the Luminate brand. And we have an entertainment business, which is more closely associated with a legacy brand, which is Variety Insight. As we start to retire that brand and bring it um, into the Luminate brand architecture, what we started to see is customers wanting to work with us across multiple different areas of our business, creating a level of coherence around how our different different parts of our organization and what we do all stitches together um, has been something which has been a surprise and is, is incredibly important for us as well. Love that. Great. Really glad that I asked that. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we're at the 30 minute mark. Um, I'll, I'll kind of wrap us up here. One final closing question for you. And now this is you really mm -hmm. speaking to whoever's watching and listening. If you were sitting down with a friend, um, colleague, et cetera, and they said, Hey, we're going to rebrand and you could just give them a piece of advice before mm -hmm. you do that. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them in that moment? Yeah, I mean, I think um, apart from finding the right partner, which is really critical, and we touched on that, um, I think I think probably if I think of all the different topics that we've touched on in this conversation and in the time we spent working with your team, um, it's really the point we mentioned already, which is the visual identity is incredibly important, but words really matter. 
Um, So taking the time to actually think hard about the right words, whether you're articulating them in in formal statements like vision, mission, purpose, um, or it's the strategy work that really helps the team understand where you're trying to go. Uh, really, really lean into the words. Um, if you lean into the words, then the the, the visuals follow. Um, but if you skip that piece, I think it's really, really hard to get to the, the right outcome. And that was, you know, a really, really big learning for me and for other members on our team as well. Um, and if I was giving advice to someone else going through the same project, I just really encourage them to focus on the words. The strategy team at Focus Lab is jumping <laughs> from their seats right now saying, hell yes. Um, it's been many, many years that we've had to break out of this and not not us as a company, but just this, this world of design is everything, design is everything, design mm-hmm. is everything. I love that you highlighted that as the most um, important and the most unknowing coming in because i think a lot of people need to hear that as they enter a project like this to save them from that let me just get to the paint no 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 it's not about the paint um it's about building the right narrative and and getting everything else right And, and what we found is you know with the right words on the page you can go back and you can reference that it allows you to really make the right decision on the visual aspects of the project Mm-hmm. Um, you know, otherwise it really does become very subjective. It comes down to like and dislike as opposed to, well, hold on a minute. How does what we're seeing now from a visual perspective really tie back to what we said that was important for us? How do we link those two things together? Um, and that was the sort of moving away, putting, I guess, more science and more sort of actually data into making a decision on where we ultimately ended up as opposed to relying on consensus and feel, which is important, but, but you know, you need to have a very balanced approach to this. This is a valuable interview for people to watch. And this is exactly why we do this. So people can hear stuff like that and, and essentially like get it, get into a project with that knowledge, as opposed to having to learn it um, halfway through sometimes, which is uncomfortable um, <laughs> in the project. So Rob, thanks a ton for first, first of all, reaching out to us for being the type of partner you were during the project and for taking time to sit with me and, and relive this project for 30 minutes. It was yeah, great thank speaking you, with it's- you. It's, it's, been a, it's been a great project. Um, uh, as we've mentioned throughout, the, the team of Focus Labs are just incredible to work with. Um, and, uh, and their passion and enthusiasm for what we're doing was just really, really clear all the way through. So, um, so thank you. And thank you for the team for being a great partner. I'll send the word along. They'll be happy to hear it. I know that they loved uh, working with you and your team. So great. thanks.